You're listening to the two dumb users. Mountain Ten. Mountain Mountain Ten. Good morning, everybody. Now that Mike finally got things kicked off as far as the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, welcome to Dumb Yenders. This is episode 311. 311, Mike, you recall a band from the 90s called 311? Yes, I do. I do remember the band 311. But here we are. It's 311. Good morning, Derby. Good morning, Mike. How are you guys doing today? I am doing great. I would be doing a lot better if like the internet in our area was running at a better capacity. Mm. It uh, is running slow everywhere. Probably Starlink. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Messing uh, shit up, man. Uh, no Skynet. Spynet. Spynet. No Sky, yeah. Skynet. Skynet, rather. Yeah, Skynet's um, taking over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are on our summer schedule, of course. We are uh, doing half hour shows we're doing them seven days a week so every single day monday through sunday tune in on uh, 11 30 on youtube and you can check us out all week long um uh derpy yes did you catch this pirate game yesterday or any wind of this pirate game yesterday i saw the final score i can't watch the game <laughs> they had I, I have one specific channel for all pittsburgh and i do not have it Oh, really? On the package, so yeah. Uh, Dick Mountain was on the hill yesterday. And you know how I'm, I'm really on the on the edge with him. And to be honest, he only has thrown one bad game this season. And it yeah. was back at the beginning of the season. I think it was the second game of the year. But Dick Mountain, everybody, he threw uh, – I mean, it was, on t- it, was, it was a quality start on top of a quality start. He – had um let me find out where dick mountain is here he threw for six uh six innings he threw one hit he gave up no runs no mm-hmm. run runs two ball two walks and seven k's uh the team had a combined count of 14 strikeouts oh, man. Mountain, well they only they, they one hit a detroit <laughs> detroit only got one hit uh pirates had eight runs 14 hits no errors Detroit had no runs, one hit, one error. And this has been the story of the Pirates' bizarre season. I, I The thing about this Pirates team, they'll set records, but they're the weirdest records. You know, like what was the one we said the other day where they um, went into a 10-game losing, a nine-game losing streak with mm-hmm. one with a, with a one-and-a-half game lead in the division. They lost nine games out of 10, and they were the only team ever in Major League history to still be in first place after that that, that uh-huh. case, course of events so i mean it's all these bizarre type uh records and just weirdo things and that's what the pirates do and that's what they kind of always done other teams are setting home run records and uh the, the pirates are just so bizarre well here, here check this out guys they're only one game they work they're working their way back to first place they're one game behind milwaukee milwaukee took the l last night to the cardinals who i said don't count them out yeah, that's um, what you've been hitting. You're pimping the Cardinals. I'm pimping the Cardinals. Now, here's the big part of this. The Brewers go on to play Tampa Bay now. 
So in theory, if Tampa Bay, for whatever reason, doesn't shit out, because I'm sure they will because it's a situation that we need to happen, but if Tampa Bay continues to do what they've been doing all year, we should, 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 in theory, be in decent shape. Uh, and we are playing Arizona, who's not the worst team in the league. They're not the best team in the league. They're, they're middle of the pack. They have a decent record. But let's just say we could go and, and, and get a win or two out of Arizona at home and, and get a little help from these Tampa Bay Rays. We could be right back in first place, as crazy as that sounds. And I do want to make a comparison. If you did see this game yesterday, everybody, there was a play that was hit the first base by the Detroit Tigers. And it was Miggy, Miggy Cabrera. He hits the ball down to first, and Dick Mountain rushes over to, to, to make the play at first. Now, if you would have seen Dick Mountain and 60-year-old Miggy Cabrera racing to first base, you may have seen memes all over Twitter. I've seen one where there was two snails. Yep. It was a gif, and they were um, and they, and they were moving really slow. And that's what it looked like because on one hand, you have 43-year-old Dick Mountain. Then on the other hand, I don't know how old Miggy is, but he's been in the league for, for a long minute. For a long but time. It, 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 I tell you what, it, it, it wasn't the perfect description of how the Pirates are trying to make it the first place. You can basically take it, these two slugs trying to make it the first base and switch it over to the Pirates trying to make it the first place because it is exactly what's happening. It's the perfect description, and it's comparable to the Pirates. It, it was wild to me. Again, nothing surprised me with these bucks. And you want to know what, Therapy? One more thing I got to say to you. Mr. Ooh, Austin Hedges, who I've complained all year about. Let me see, 43 games. Had two hits yesterday, three RBIs. If we could get a little bit more of this out of out of Hedges, I, I would be fine with the guy. And you were saying I, you were having some trouble up there with your team and um, you'd like him back. But I think we'll keep him for another day or so until he gets back to being Austin, the Austin Hedges that we all know We've all known to, you know, love here. Yeah, like you want to talk about Twitter memes? My God, like the Austin Hedges fan base, all six of them, they were, <laughs> they were raising a storm, and they were yeah. be beating the drum, banging the drum for Austin Hedges as this is why you play him. This is why because a game like this, because of the ten that he's played well, but you know, hey man, he handles that pitching staff well. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's you, you, you've had one good game, and like all these Austin Hedge fanatics are coming out of the woodwork, all six of them, acting like you know he's a world beater. He has one good game. This is what I love about Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh fan base, because I'm guilty of this too. You get like a fringe player, and you just like either channel all your hate or all your passion and fandom to this guy, <laughs> and everything good or bad is his fault, and or you know he's the reason why they did well. And he cannot do anything wrong. And that's what people are starting to do with Austin Hedges. He's becoming a absolute, literally becoming a folk hero in Pittsburgh. And I don't get it. When the folk hero should be Dick Mountain, a.k.a. Rich Hill. Because this guy, we were all calling him over the hill after that first game. My man was out there looking like me right now. He's the second sweated. best pitcher on this team right now. He, yeah, he he's is, placed yeah. perfectly in the rotation at two. I, 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 would, I, I, I thought it was this. a joke. I thought it was a joke when we got him, but my God, he's he adjusted to like like I was listening to the radio earlier today. They were saying like he it's looks like he's finally adjusted to the new pitch clock, the new way of baseball is being played. You know, guy's been in the majors for like ninety five years. He's set in his ways now. I know he's getting into a nice rhythm with this new pitch clock, and 
I'm liking I'm liking Rich Hill now. I thought he was a joke when we signed him. I I I'm turning around. See Pittsburgh, I can change. I can grow and change. About Dick Mountain Mike is this? He he doesn't have the best stuff, but he knows how to pitch. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, he I mean? has that moxie. He doesn't he have the best. Veteran. He doesn't have the best pitches, but he knows how to pitch, and that's what's getting him yeah. by. And, and you know he's a savvy veteran. And you yeah. know when you, when they when they told us this. When he was arriving at Pittsburgh, we laughed and we said, yeah, how savvy can this guy be? He's, you know, he's older than everybody. But here he is. He, he's figuring it out. He's messing the timing up on pitchers all game long. And, you know, it's like it's like facing a knuckleball pitcher, basically. Yeah. And by time, by, times te- by time teams figure him out and what he's doing, you're already bringing in your, your, your reliever in the sixth inning, and he's coming back out gunning, you know, 97 miles an hour. So yeah. now it's the, whole, it's the whole timing thing. So yeah. he, he's very disruptive. In the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, in the same sense that knuckleball pitchers are. But in another way, you don't want that knuckleball pitcher pitching, uh, you know, in big games all the time. Because if they get exposed early, you know, that ball leaves the yard, you know, uh, unlimited amount of times. You've seen this with, with knuckleball throwers. Once they get exposed, once people get the timing on him, then it, it changes the whole the whole course of the game. But for what he's doing now through the long haul through the season, you know what? Dick Hill, baby. Big Mountain. Uh, big Mountain. Big Mountain. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, and you know what? I I gotta work on some merch for uh, Dick Mountain. Yes, <laughs> see if we can get approved anywhere. Dick Mountain merch. <laughs> oh, that could be interesting. Dick Mountain. Um, yeah, like one shorts. really big mountain, one and two small mountains off to the side, a couple shrubberies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the baseball. The big mountain holds a certain ba- shape, and yeah, uh, yeah, like baseballs being shot out the top. I think it'd be yeah. classic. I mean, that's on a pair of boxers. Shorts, that'd be yeah, great. It'd be black and gold, so you can wear it to like all type of functions in Pittsburgh. Right. In, in Pittsburgh, it's you can wear it to funerals, like, weddings, it's funerals, weddings. That's what I was getting at, man. It's an all occasion Pittsburgh shirt, Dick Mountain. Another crazy <laughs> thing about this Pirates team, Mike Derby, they have three wins in May. Yes, you heard that right. Three wins in May. They're a game out of first place. They're three games over five hundred. I. Anyway, they have three wins in May. We're here at May 18th, I do believe. All three of their wins this month, get this, guys, all three of the Pittsburgh Pirates wins this month are shutouts. They either lose it, it's, they either lose oh my Lord. or win by way of shutout. It's almost like Jose Canseco, who would either strike out or hit a home run. Yeah. It's either a total failure or, you know, you knock it out of the park. And that's what this team, that's what we, we won 2 nothing. We won four like nothing. And we won eight nothing. I mean, if we keep going in this uh, this pattern, we'll win the next game sixteen nothing. But it'll be a week from now. You know what? I would that, take like that. I said, some I'll of these things that, that the Pirates are doing, I, I I can't imagine that they've ever been done anywhere. No, it, it, it's wild. This team is like you said. You know, they they're making records up as they go. They might yeah. not be great records, but it's they're some... records nonetheless. They're making records that don't even exist. No, I, I I do want to say you want to talk about making records. Our two big money guys, Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds, big com- stacks. Brian Reynolds, a combined three for ten yesterday. A combined three well, for but, ten. Well, Brian Reynolds was three for five. You got to give him that. Got, I give him that. I give him that. He was three for five, two runs scored. You know his batting average has dipped down below three hundred. I'm not too happy about that. Slugging percentage is down, but you know it. And this not will be when nice. You're big stacks, you can't have that. You know, yeah, not if you're big stacks and to Brian Hayes. You yeah, may Hayes, have the Hayes sweetest. You may have the top. I... You may have the sweetest glove for a third baseman, but you're not hitting for power. You're not even hitting for average. You're not even getting on base. This, this, this is just 
concerning, but I I don't want to dwell on the negative. This, this team played well yesterday. You know, they they responded well in eight nothing shellacking. So I'm just like nitpicking here to find something to complain about. So you know, everyone looks like they did all right. You know, yesterday except for uh, you know, Mr. Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, Cabrian Hayes. I mean, he started off the season pretty good, and I, you know, he's having the same slump that the whole team is having. I hate to blame it on him entirely or really give him shit because you know he, he's taken the slump in stride. He's big at stack least, junior, as the uh, is is the whole Pittsburgh Pirates team is big stack. He's the he's the one that pisses me off because um, again he he's getting paid money like. The, the, like I said, the the fellow from the Angels should be making. I mean, that that's you yeah, know, but so, so big time Cabrian, money. Cabrian hates a seventy million dollar contract. He needs to produce. Man. Well, hold on. He, yeah, we'll get to him in a second. But oh, Brian Ronald, he, you know, I know, I know. You, you know what I mean? There's a caliber. Yeah. There's a caliber of player that makes that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I don't want to say he's bad. He's not bad. He's just not quite that caliber yet. Um. Again, uh, Cabrian Hayes, yeah, I mean, you know, he, I, I, we're going to have to kind of let this whole thing play out because, as I said, he started the season good. The whole team started good. It's all going to depend on what this team does moving forward, I think, with, with all these guys individually because they're not, you know, there's not one player going into the slump, yeah. a slump while the rest of the team is being bad. They have, you know, nine guys in a slump. So let's see if they can come around. We have Arizona coming up next. This series starts tomorrow. It's a three-game set through the weekend. Game one's tomorrow at 6.45. And as I said, we have a little help uh, as well. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to be playing against the Brewers. The Reds are playing the Yankees. Cubs Cubs are playing Mm -hmm. Philly. And the Cardinals and Dodgers. Um, And one interesting thing about the Cardinals, if you go down through the, uh, the standings right now, yeah. And look at the last take, 10 games played by all the teams in the National League. The Cardinals are tied with the Dodgers for eight and two. They're eight and two in the last 10 games. Mark my words on these Cardinals. They will not be in this basement all year. As a matter of fact, I, I think by the time All-Star break is over, they'll be very much back in this thing. They'll probably be in first place. Uh, you know what? It's, 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 the, it's the Cardinals division for them to lose. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, really, it, it's really theirs. And as I said to Mike off the air, almost like the Steelers for the past 30 years. It, it, it's their division. And the Steelers, they, they, you know, even when they don't win the division, they're still the big team in that division. It's just, you know, that's what the Cardinals are. And um, but, but besides the so They're point, only a game and a half back. What, a game and a half back out of third place. Uh, right. You Actually, got the, no. Yeah, they're a game and a half out of, out of third and place. And that would put them, what? Uh, well, they're in last place by six yeah. and a half. Yeah, they're six and a half, but like the two teams in front of them are five games back. Right. So game, they catch them, and the way the Buckos are, keep, you know, the way we keep playing, it's gonna take it's gonna take you know St. Louis to get on a hot streak, and the rest of the division to lose. But we saw like the entire division was division was losing at the same time. But like you just pointed out, man, they're eight and two in their past ten. Nobody and, else in the NL, NL is better. No. Uh, and as you said, you know, the Reds and the Cubs, they are sitting five games out of first place. Yeah. The Cardinals sitting at six and a half. The Pirates only one game. But as this division's going, I, I, I mean, you know, as we said the other day, we're only a, a little bit more than a quarter of the way through the season. You know, you get to July. It's going to be the halfway point. You're going to mm-hmm. be at the all-star break. So this next six weeks, give or take, is going to tell a lot, I think, about this baseball season as far as the National League Central goes. I just can't think that – I just can't imagine 
that what's going on in this division could last the whole no. entire first half of the season. If it does, let's just say we're in this situation that we're in right now with the where, where teams are in the division. We're at this point in um, at the All-Star break. I think it's anybody's game at that point. I really do. Um, two things, I don't expect St. Louis to not be in the race. And two, if it, we get to that point, we're coming out of the All-Star break and it's still a, a mm-hmm. jumbled mess like this, I think it's anybody's division. I Yeah, I can see that. You know, like you said, man, like St. Louis, they find a way, but they haven't been good for the past couple of years. But, you know, they're, they're still like that, like you said, like the Steelers. It's like Michael Myers. They're always there. You look behind, they're always there. They can always do something. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find um, out. Rodolfo Castro hits a solo jack yesterday also. Among the many highlights from the game uh, between the Pirates and the Tigers. But we did. We stole one. We stole one. One. It was two game series. We won one. You know what? For what we're doing right now at this point, you can't beat it. So uh, let's move on, shall we? Move on. Uh, one real quick thing. Derpy, are you, are you alive? See? <laughs> well, you, you, know, you don't watch wrestling. I just, I just seen this interesting thing here real quick, and I don't really want to get too far into it because we only have so much time. Um, Mike Derpy. They, I see on Twitter that they had, they created a WWE Mount Rushmore for uh, WWE entrances, and this is their uh-huh. this was their this was their picks. Let me tell you if you disagree with it. Okay, their Mount Rushmore of WWE entrances: The Undertaker, yeah, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, yeah, The Rock, yeah, and mm-hmm. Triple H. You know what? I agree. I agree. I, I do too. I can't think of any. Like, like, none of them were a miss. No, because you know the Undertaker. You know he that forty-five yeah, minute a, that forty-five minute no walk greater. to the ring is epic. Stone Cold. You hear the glass break. Yeah. The Rock. The I most guess, exciting the, moment. The, yeah, the Rock. You know he, his always a big pop, and then Triple H when he just come out there, stand there, and spit up yeah. in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I I I can't I can't disagree. And what do they all have in common? All from the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know who had a really great entrance but was in WWE was the Sandman in the ECW? What oh, about yeah. Goldberg? Oh, F- Goldberg. Goldberg well, Sandman, was on. He would knock off Stone Cold. Sandman would come through the crowd and he would be yeah. drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. Uh-huh. And then he would smash the beer can off his head until the mm-hmm. point where it was bleeding everywhere. Yeah. You really couldn't beat that entrance. You really couldn't. No. And, and that was like the highlight of the Sandman match was the yeah. entrance. Like, yeah, the match only lasted <laughs> match 30 Paul, seconds. That's quality was not great. <laughs> it, my man would go, I, I, I'll, I'll respect him. My God, I, I, I can never do what those guys did. But yeah, you, weren't, you weren't getting a great match out of Sandman. It's yeah. two dudes beating the hell out of each other. Fun, entertaining, but yeah, highlight was always the entrance. I have a buddy who went to a ECW match. And he got to take home a half of a table. <laughs> he really oh, did. It was a, cool. a smashed half of a table. I thought, awesome. you, can't, you can't beat that, you, you know, as far as oh, getting memorabilia. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> football, guys. Before we get into the NFL, one real quick thing. Isaiah Henney, we talk about him often on the show. He is the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Maulers, the first place Pittsburgh Maulers. We were sitting at two and three Ooh. with the rest of the division. However, the way tiebreakers saw the Pittsburgh Maulers, if the playoffs started today, the Maulers would be in the playoffs. So there you have that. But here we go. Isaiah Henney is the um, the wide receiver from the Maulers. He is fifth, fifth in the USFL, Mike, in Derpy, in all-purpose yards with 464 all-purpose yards after five weeks of uh, play. Keep an eye on this Maulers team, guys. I think this is going to be the team that, that jumps up and surprises everybody this year. You, you know, like we like we always been saying, and like 
my God, we said it for the Pirates, we said it for the Penguins. And said it in the XFL, we saw what happened in the championship game. Now in the USFL, getting hot at the right time. This team, they seem to be, you know, you're they're gelling, they're winning, you know. Let's paraphrase Jack Ham when I heard him on the radio years ago. Winning breeds chemistry. Once you start winning, you breed chemistry and it becomes contagious. And that's what seems to be happening. You know, they they finally settled in on a quarterback and look what look what's happening, man. They're rolling off wins, rolling off wins. Yes. And it, it, that team seems to be gelling and uh, I'm calling it now. USFL champions. From, Mallers, from, from I like worst it. to first. Worst to first, baby. They were the worst team. Now they're gonna be the best team. Speaking of other teams, Mike, that could be making a big jump this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hoping a lot of people are hoping to make a big jump from last season. Uh, this team, Mike, a couple questions I do have about the Steelers today. Yes. Okay. Um, one thing that keeps coming up on my feed is the Steelers in early, 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 early um, predictions for next year's draft are saying they're going to be interested in another cornerback from uh, Penn State. Yes. Yes. What can you tell me about this? Uh, what? Uh, which corner was it? I I, I'm not real sure. I just oh, killing me. Um. Uh, 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 oh God. Let me take a because I know he was really good too. You know, uh, depending on you know on how the he's... team finishes and how yeah, the it's all depending. Like, I, I saw us like us finishing up in like the my God, like the top five draft pick already. People were predicting for us. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's like get out of here. Like you I are, love, I love the here. underdog role. I love it. We're gonna disappoint so many people this year. I can't I'm, wait. I'm saying um, I think it was who was it? Kalen King was the was the corner. okay. Was it that sounds right? Or Kalen King? Yeah, he he balled out. He's to, what just turning into a. I think he's gonna be a sophomore. And if we do, I can't, I, I can't remember. If, oh my if god! If we do go after me. another one of these big names, these big CBs, you know that that shows the dedication that we're putting to our defensive yeah. backfield. Which again, like we say all the time, it's such a big thing with the, the league becoming a throwing mm-hmm. league. That would show that this team is so dedicated to that that court, that, that defensive backfield. That's yeah. huge. That's that's huge, especially if you get another guy who could be a number mm-hmm. one. Plus, we have yeah. Corey Trice Jr. You know what I mean? There, there's some good things going on right now for this team, Mike. Yeah, and see, I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna finish high enough to draft a, another I don't star either. player. I think we're gonna. Crazy. Yeah, I think God, we're we're gonna be drafting in the twenties. I think this year, you know, I think we make the playoffs like down that level. You're you're we're borderline playoff team. We're better than we were last year, but I don't think we're gonna be drafting that high. I know that that's crazy. Uh, a couple other things we do have here, Mike. Um, Jason Kelsey, tell me a little bit about the comment that Jason Kelsey made about our one of our new uh, free agency pickups. Yes, uh, Isaac Samalu. You know, he Kelsey played against him or played next to him for years, and he said the Pittsburgh Steelers got got a steal. He said they got one of the best guards in the in the NFL. He, he's thinking Isaac is a very underrated player, and you know he's he gave. You know, tip of the cap to the to the Steelers for grabbing this guy. You know, Jason Kelsey is going to go down with like one of the best centers of all time, and I, I'm going to trust his opinion, saying the guy that played next to him for years is a very good player. So if this to see is the it. case, I can't wait to see him play. I can't wait to see a handful of players because, as you say, <clears throat> Jason Kelsey called him a steal. Also, in the draft, you hear the word steal being used for mm-hmm. Darnell Washington. Also. In the draft, you hear the word steal being used for Corey Trice Jr. You know, and these guys that end up being a steal, 
you know, there are guys that end up being, you know, somebody like Antonio Brown, where you're like, wow, this yeah. guy, we, we really lucked out. He was a steal. We got him in the, the sixth round or whatever. You know, so I, I like when you hear that term. And we we have that going on on a lot of different levels. And I like that. I like that. I, I like that. I can't wait to see these guys play, especially these, these young kids, this, the, these rookies. Um, very excited. Very excited. Uh, Mike, Antonio Brown. Antonio yeah. Brown. Derpy is expected to suit up and play for the Albany Empire. I'm thinking the reason why is because nobody wants to play for him. He doesn't pay anybody. <laughs> but coaches, you have the team MVP walking out. Everybody's walking out on this guy. He, I, I think he might just be at the point where he has no other choice but to play. He might have to. He might have to come out of retirement, man, like you're saying. And, God, A.B., he is such a he's, – he's an idiot. He's an idiot. I, I – I'm tired of I'm hearing about him. I'm tired of talking about him, but but he's like he's just but you know it's always something new with him. it's like what's yeah. I blame it on Madden. On John Madden, Mark Madden. You know the game, the cover. He was the cover, remember? <laughs> and then it went all downhill. Oh, uh, you know that is the curse. There is that Madden curse. So you yeah, know, what? Dur- after, Derby after, after that 2019 season, it went all downhill for him. Well, you know, like oh, interesting. It, you know, apparently, apparently, you know, for years, you know, the Steelers and Tomlin kept this guy in mind because he was a little crazy and just, you know, the crazy finally bubbled up to the surface. They couldn't contain him long enough and he couldn't keep it all bottled in and just all exploded at one time. And just to go uh, back to uh, Caitlin King real quick, I, I forgot about this. He finished fifth in the FBS football with 15 um, passes broken up and he had three picks last year. Like I spent all my time watch- when I watched Penn State games, it was watching Joey Porter Jr. I knew he was linked to them. I forgot about Kalen King, and I wouldn't be bad, be mad right now as the early prediction of us picking him at the no, it like Marty 16 already. And it's just a first round prediction. However, it's all yeah. ultimately going to come down how the season goes. You know that oh, yeah. it's going to you know what we need at the end of the season where yeah, we're struggling. Yeah, we're this losing. Kid wants to come out of the draft, you know, you know how it all goes. I, I, I love me some mock drafts, but you know what I hate? Early mock drafts. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Steelers hire a couple scouts. Yeah. Uh, Jim Ward from the Eagles organization, which, you know, what I, we so I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Everything has been good so far that came from them. And <laughs> why also, not? Zach why not Crockett, bring them over? The longtime Raider. We yes, brought him in for local, local scouts. So, a couple new names to the organization. Uh, I got two more things here, Mike. Uh, we are running short on time. Does um the one one of the things that's concerning people in Derpy, uh, we brought back Mason Rudolph. Of course, we talked about yesterday. Uh, people are now coming out of the woodwork talking about maybe Mitch. Mitch might be the guy that's not going to be here come season. Is this wow. concerning anybody? I I don't see that happening. Why would you Why would you get rid of him? No, between these three quarterbacks, we were paying well below market value for right. just one year of an. Um, a great quarterback, but this roster is set. There's really, they have cap space to go out and plug a hole if they need to. So I don't see the need to get rid of Mitch. Why, you know, if my God, all these people hated Mason Rudolph. They get him back now. They want Mitch gone. They want Mason to be the number two. It makes no sense. Oh, if you don't like him, if you don't like him, you don't trust him. Wouldn't you want him further down the depth depth chart? I want the guy that runs out and gets the kicking tee to play third string more than Mason Rudolph. I, I you know, I, me personally, I wouldn't be my, mind. I'd be all right going in with Kenny and Mason. You know, Mason has a nice backup record. He wins more than he loses, which is what you want out of backup quarterback. You know, you don't want him in there for multiple weeks. 
you know, so that's why he's not the starter. That's why he'd be a backup. But I, I, I'm loving our quarterback room from one, two, and three. I think it's, it's a great quarterback room. Don't mess with it if you don't have to. Um, <clears throat> and then this, this, these numbers here. One more thing. Again, we are running short on time. Like I did bring this up to you. I'm going to bring it up to Derpy now. Check this out, Derpy. Hmm? Steelers franchise record for most rushing yards in their first three seasons. Number one is Willie Parker, 2,882. Number, La- number two is Le'Veon Bell, 2,777. Franco Harris, number three, 2,759. Makes sense. Rashard Mendenhall, 2,439. Barry that one Foster, doesn't make sense. Barry Foster, 2,381. And after two seasons, Najee Harris, 2,234. He only needs 649 yards, Derpy, to be the best Steeler drafted, the best Steeler running back in their first three seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the top guys like Le'Veon Bell, Franco Harris, Barry Foster. Uh, you know, and, and for the people that were saying that, he, you know, he doesn't look like he's a, an elite running back. The guy had a, a foot injury. He, he had a trash line. That is why. We a trash not- line. We have no passing game for the past two seasons. And, and this guy's only 649 yards away from being the best stealer in his first three years. I, I think that, that um, Najee's He's going to have a big breakout season if they get the line fixed. There's a potential for a lot of guys on this team to have a have a breakout season. And, Mike, do, do you agree? Do you think that, I mean, a lot of teams are putting us on a fence just because they don't know how it's going to fall. Yeah. But if people uh, do start, uh, you know, uh, producing the way that we have potential to now because we built this team to be able to do that – a lot of guys on this team could have a breakout season in, in all reality. They could, but uh, let's keep in mind here, Najee's average right now is 3.9 yards per carry. I don't want to hear a trash line. Le'Veon Bell uh, changed his running style to turn a trash line into one of the best lines in the league to improve the team and yeah. himself. Najee gained I mean, I'm weight. Comparing but, no, I just want to point no, out I mean, the I fact. I, no, no, is here. no, no, I'm just pointing out the fact. Yeah, he's going to break, but he's getting but he beat down. Like, he's he's, he's a, running a lot. He's running a lot. Najee missed on the games due to this injury. Yeah, he missed games, Najee but didn't he's have running a lot more line. than he has to be. He's Najee didn't have a quarterback to make the open the running game up. I mean, those those things are those are big. Those are big, but what I'm saying is Le'Veon Bell adapted to the NFL in one way, Najee went the other way, and we're seeing the right now we're seeing the results. Yeah, he's 600 yards short, but you know that's a lot of a lot more carries than he needs to take. That's a lot more punishment. But he's you know, this, 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 yeah, seventeen games. He's, he's playing more games. games to get six hundred yards. Yeah, he's going to get huh? it, but you know it's that's nice. Now, I say but he's you taking more the, attempts, and I you know this guy, this guy, three, he, he's a first round pick. I say if like you take the three up last there. games off, yeah. he's still going to break the record to make it yeah. whatever. But I think Maje played less games anyway because he's been dealing with an injury. He, he missed a bunch of games. LaBella yeah. had injuries too in, in his That's what I'm saying. Year. So don't break it down to how, who missed games. But I'm, I'm going by I'm yards per carry. three seasons, when it's all said and done, Najee will be the yeah, best With leader. a lot more carries than, than those other guys. It's taking him a lot more It doesn't more matter who do runs on his And he's a first-round pick. This guy should be The matter is he's going to be the best. He should be up there already. He's the best by no, just looking at obviously because I'm looking at the I'm numbers, look at this numbers and nobody yeah. else was at that point after two seasons. So that's that's incorrect. Well, but, he's um, taking a lot more yard, a lot more carries to do it. It's taking more effort for him to do it. More he's the way they use him with a terrible line that can't block. Levy on Bell changed his running style because he had a terrible line. He was a pounder 
And he, and he also the most had better the Roethlisberger Roethlisberger to open the game up where you couldn't you couldn't always focus on the run where teams the last we, two we seasons, the they knew that we were going to be running the we ball. We had the most pro ready rookie quarterback in the NFL. We had everyone. You, you made that up. I, you might have looked that up so many times. You can't find that anywhere. Nobody said that. You make these things up just to get the. No, this is what he said. People called him the most pro quarterback. So you should have. Wait, 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 stop, stop. Ah, you should have had now, everybody. The gibberish. Who said this? Who said this? Scouting expert. Expert on ESPN, on Fox, on NFL Network, everywhere you go. Like, well, we oh, he's most pro-ready. He's I, I've most never said that. He's Not once pro-ready. have I ever said no. that in Pittsburgh. Did I say you? No, I'm saying. If, so the national people, the okay. The people call okay, him the, the most pro-ready. people, there you go. But no, put, put all I'm saying is like, Nancy was a, he's a first-round draft pick. He's been an average running back. He hasn't been a superstar. No, he, he Mike, he's at, he's only 649 yards. He was the best Pittsburgh Steeler ever. Yeah, a lot of people were superstars with Ben. Now that Ben's gone, they're not superstars. Exactly. That's a little concerning. Exactly. That's concerning. And Ben opened up the game so much. Like I said, the past two seasons, you knew the running game was coming. You knew it. You prepared for it. You were going to stop it. That's going to make the running back run more, get less yards. It, 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 you know, it all great, plays great out. Ones, great ones make it work. Barry well, Sanders, this great one here is about Sanders to pass everybody else up after three seasons, so you're going to see Barry Sanders is. had one of the worst lines in NFL history and made it work every game. Who did? Barry Sanders. See, this we can pick the most freakish – Horsey. I mean, it's Barry Sanders. You can't even make that argument. Uh, Watched him anyway. <laughs> have you ever watched no, Barry I Sanders? Hope no, oh, no, don't get me wrong. I, don't know I, I, I love knowledge. But Barry Sanders could have ran 30, 25 times a game and had 16 yards. And then he'd bust the 89-yard run out. Yeah. You know, if you watch his games, you understand yeah. that that's what he was. There yeah. wasn't running daylight all day for Barry Sanders. There was a lot of short, a lot of stuff in the backfield. He'd always get that one run to really up his stats. That's what they did also a lot. Outside. Guys, we, we do have to move on. Um, guys, uh, real quick, Mike Sullivan, he yes. he addressed he addressed the New York media. Uh, the media up in New York was pushing the Sullivan trade with the Rangers. He he says, quote, I'm totally invested with the, uh, the Penguins at this point. He told the New York Post, Mike Sullivan isn't going yeah. anywhere. It's, it's not even it. a, a thing. So, I love it. Yeah, they, it. They've been Mike, talking about this about the website. And Mike Sullivan is staying in Pittsburgh and F the Rangers. Two dummyinders.com, the number two D-U-M-Y-I-N-D-R-S.com. Click on there, you get links to YouTube, Spotify, where you can go back and watch Ryan and I debate endlessly over over silver players that we love because we love to pick on each other and rile each other up all at two dummyinders.com. So check it out, everybody. We are on our summer schedule. We are seven days a week. 11.30 a.m. to 12 o'clock. You might get a little bit of an overpour into the 12 o'clock hour because, hey, that's what we do sometimes. So check it out every day, seven days a week, 11.30 a.m. Um, and all the shows that we do will be uploaded that day at 8 o'clock over on Spotify and podcast form if you just want to listen to or only have the chance to listen to. So at 8 o'clock, this show will be up on Spotify. Check it out, guys. I have time for one trivia. You guys down? I am down. All right, trivia of the day. Derby, are you alive? Maybe. All right, here we go. This is an Arizona Diamondbacks trivia because this is who the Steelers will be playing next starting tomorrow at 645. Did you just say the Steelers? Here we go. In 2001 World Series, in the 2001 World Series, the Diamondbacks were in. How old was the youngest player in the Diamondbacks starting lineup? Ooh. Let me let me clip make this a little clearer for you. <laughs> in 2001, the Diamondbacks played in the World Series. How old was the youngest choices? player in the starting lineup? Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to give you a hint first. 
This was the oldest team per player yeah. in World Series history. Take a moment to think about that. We'll get your answers here in a second. While the guys do that, we uh, just want to say, check out our Penguins. We have seven players and prospects participating in the IIHF Championship. Check out Nick Benino, Casey DeSmith, your favorite Pittsburgh Penguins in the IIHF Championship. All right, here we go, guys. The question of the day is, in 2001 World Series, the Diamondbacks were the oldest team by player age. Now, I'm looking for how old was the youngest player in the Diamondbacks starting lineup? I'm going to start with uh, Mike. 27. 27 years old. Is that your final answer? Final answer. All right, I'm going to lock Mike into place here. Derpy. In 2001, in the World Series, I'm looking for the youngest player in the Arizona Diamondbacks starting lineup. Again, this is the oldest team per player age in World Series history. What do you think? Well, today I'm not going to go with Mike's answer. I'm going to one-up him and go 28. 28 years old. And is that your final answer? Yes. All right. There you have it. The guys are locked in one more time. One more time. In the 2001 World Series, how old was the youngest player in, Di in the Diamondbacks starting lineup? Side note, this is the oldest team per player by age in the World Series history. 27, 28 were Mike and Derpy's answers. Guys, 31. Holy 31. Boy was the youngest guy <laughs> in Arizona Diamondbacks lineup in that World Series. Unbelievable if you think about it, huh? How about that? Uh, I'm that thinking that was insane. like that with that Matt Williams and, uh, you know, that all them guys that were, they were great, but they were right at the end of their career, and they were able to pull it off. So there you have it. I, I, I was surprised. 31, that's, that's the crazy. beauty of baseball. That's the yeah. beauty of baseball. Yeah. The Penguins are going to be – Penguins are right around there. Yeah, baseball. That's why you get a baseball cross sport. Uh, Derpy, we got anything before we take off? Anything that you'd like to say? Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm blanking here. I'm blanking here. I'm blanking all right, here. I'll, I'll I'll come back to you. Relax. Don't all don't right, uh, right, don't right. hurt yourself. Don't Mike, hurt anything before you take off? Uh, let's go, Najee. I love you. I love Najee. I love Najee. I'm ready for like, some. I'm ready for Najee. I mean, he's gonna break. I, he's gonna break it by week uh, four. Holy moly! Yeah. Um. All right, Derby, back to you. Kenny Pickett's better than Saquon Barkley. Uh, he always has to do this. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll, there we'll go. bring it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think but Derby hey, just likes to be kicked to the waiting room. Right I do the too. Show. I do. We want to thank everybody for uh, uh, checking us out. We hope that you continue to do so. We appreciate each and every one of you uh, for Mike, Ryan, and Derpy in the waiting room, the two dumb guns. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.